Welcome to Lessons for Leaders, episode two, leading through Christmas. So this week I'm talking to you about why I think it's important that you need to set a schedule, um, how that can be beneficial to you, how you can learn to say no, why it's important that you plan and prepare for some of that time off over Christmas. I talk too about making sure that you're not being a Scrooge with people around you checking in on your stress levels and that recognition that although it's supposed to be ho ho ho, it's often a really difficult time for people. So some of the tips in today's podcast are going to help you to make it a bit more cheery, a bit less demanding and so that you can lead your way through Christmas and still give yourself a break. Welcome back to Lessons for Leaders. I'm your host, Emma Langton, workplace trainer and leadership coach. And each week on the podcast, I'm bringing you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and thrive in life. I hope you love the new name. I've had some wonderful emails and messages from people that are listening to the podcast already and giving me some great feedback. So I'm really pleased to be able to get those. Thank you, everybody that's taken the time to do that. If you have anything that you'd like to say to me that you want to get in touch with me about, you can do that at emma at emmalangton.com or pop over to my website, emmalangton.com and find information there, ways to contact me, ways to work with me and also some information about my event. Before I go over to tell you about my event, can I just ask that if you are listening to the podcast, please do hit the subscribe button. And if you can find a way, because it's not always that easy, do go and leave a review. The reason that I ask is, well, apart from it's very nice to get reviews and everybody loves a bit of flattery, including me, um, it does help other people be able to find the podcast too. So um, it's raises the profile based on the number of subscriptions and the number of reviews that I have. So if you can do that, it will help other people to find it and I'd really appreciate it. And I even do read out some of the reviews and messages that I get on some of the podcasts too, so you may even get a mention. Brilliant. So as I mentioned, I am running an event, a conference in February 2020. It is called talking truths, the future of female leadership. Now, although I work with both men and women, at the moment I've been seeing lots of women who are struggling to be able to perform effectively, to lead with ease and to be able to make that positive impact on their personal and professional growth, really. So I decided to set up this conference so that I can help those women in leadership be able to step up and lead. There's no point me just contributing to the noise of the variety of podcasts that are out there so that it's just another podcast. You know, if we think about, I wanted it to be inspiring, I wanted it people to be able to feel empowered when they leave, But ultimately, um, the definition of inspiration means that people are 
stimulated to feel something or do something creative. So it's not just about feeling something and then going away and not doing anything. I specifically gave a brief to all my speakers to ensure that there were interactive sessions that did inspire new thinking to be creative, but also to give you practical actions that people can take away and put in place with ease to help them to move forward, to be able to step up, to have difficult conversations, to um, learn from failure and setback, and to be able to get that work-life balance, because those are the things that I'm really passionate about. I'd really love it if you would come along. There are more details on my website under the events page, and I will put the link in the show notes so that you can um, grab tickets straight from there. So, let's just talk about now. So, I am pre-recording this, but it is due to go out to you on the 19th of December. So, you're going to be listening to this in the very sort of final working days in the run-up to Christmas. Now, I'm very aware about the pressure that can be on, as I spoke in the last podcast episode too, about the pressure that can be on in the leading up to Christmas and in that ability for people to be able to take time off properly. When we think about our work ethic that we have, especially in the UK, there was a survey done by the UK Workforce Survey that the majority of workers um, will cut short their festivities in order to work at some point in the time between Christmas Eve and the January bank holiday. Okay, now I spoke last time about the fact that I do get lots of people coming to me saying, what is it with this great big cut off, everything has to be done, it's all down tools and there's nothing happening and that feels like pressure too. But then the survey tells us that people feel the pressure even in the in-between time from Christmas Eve to January of that need to go and work too. So how can you balance that? How can you still get a really good time off and be able to enjoy it and get a rest? This is not a good time for us to be kind of all out and working. It is much more kind of huddle up, hibernation time. So how do we get that to work for us? Well, one of the most important things that I often spend time talking to people about is setting schedules. Some people talk about boundaries, some people talk about routines, some people have timetables even and I did indeed used to create timetables for my kids when they were little to create some structure in there but I do talk to people about scheduling Um, because the leaders that I work with you know do tend to be people who are used to working all the time so I really advise that you try and set a schedule. It's much more effective than trying to multitask If you schedule, you are going to be giving yourself that undivided attention and that undivided time to be able to focus on whatever it is. If it is going to check emails, if it is prepping for that report that's due the first week back, if it's keeping an eye on whatever it is that's still going on at work or, you know, being able to uh, respond to something that you uh, know is really, really important and absolutely necessary. And I do mean absolutely necessary do make sure you prioritize this please um but scheduling also means that you it applies to family too because you know five ten thirty minutes of scheduled focused time 
undivided attention means that you're able to whistle through things much faster. You're focusing on one thing. You know that myth about multitasking? It, multitasking doesn't work. I've had people come to me where they've been sat there, even just thinking about work, or they've got their head in their BlackBerry or phone, and um, the family have been talking to them, and they know that they're not listening. And the family's talked to them about flying pigs and all sorts of random things, just because, basically, they start taking the mickey, because they know that 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 person is not listening to them. So undivided attention, really, really focused means that you can get through the work faster, you can do it so much better, you are less likely to make mistakes and and, um, be much more efficient in it. It's also, actually, your top tip, means that it applies to family members and your personal life too. Even just five or ten minutes of undivided attention for your partner, for your kids, for the in-laws, making eye contact, showing that you're interested, stopping what you're doing and really listening is much better than half listening. Because like I say, they really they know you're only half listening. And you will feel better about it. They will feel better about it. So it improves the relationships. You know what's going on. They feel valued. So, you know, there's, it's winning all around. Within this schedule, you can set some times that are non-negotiables on, say, your personal time. Because we do all need downtime. And it helps you, you know... If maybe it's a daily hour to yourself or it's some time at the weekend spent with your kids or it's a date night, whether you go out or stay in for that, it can really help you with connections, with relaxation, with increasing your um, feel-good chemicals, which we all need to reduce stress levels, to help that kind of emotional bucket. Um, It's all really essential. You know, for me, I really try and ring fence some time when I can go and swim. And because when I swim, I am processing my thoughts and clearing my thoughts. I also count my strokes um, and also I'm incorporating some fitness in there. And it really clears my head. So it's quite um, it's quite mindful. It's quite meditative. It's, it's very relaxing, even though I am active doing it. And then actually what I do is I take myself off into the sauna and have about 15 minutes, 20 minutes in the sauna where I, uh, space permitting, kind of um, lay out on the bench and pretend that I've taken myself away on a beach. Now, my husband came in the other day. Um, he'd managed to get away from work early and I just sort of peeked out the corner of my eye um, about who was coming in and did I need to get up and move. Um and uh, he sat and uh, he was going to have a chat with me. And I just went, love, love, just, you know, give us a few minutes. I'm on the beach. And <laughs> still had my eyes shut. <laughs> he was like, right, love, yeah. And then he went, so did you, uh, I was like, sweetheart, I'm on the beach. Can I talk to you in a bit? In the jacuzzi, I'll talk to you then. Yeah, yeah, all right then. And then clearly he needed to talk to me. He needed my undivided attention at that point. And uh, and he did it again. And I was like, sweetie, I'm on the beach. (laughs) I was in the sauna. I didn't even open my eyes at that point. I didn't look around to see what everybody else was thinking or saying or even looking at me. Um, I just stayed on my beach. I did kind of need it that day. I did then, later, give him my undivided attention while we were in the jacuzzi. Um, 
But, you know, that is an example of where I did ring fence and, and have that kind of non-negotiable personal time there. And whatever it is that kind of, you know, lights you up, relaxes you, just boosts you and helps you to feel good, do try and kind of ring fence that and have some of those non-negotiables in there. Obviously, don't do it at the cost of everything else. You know, do talk to your partner and your family and things like that about, you know, I was thinking of doing this, is that going to work? And, you know, what plans do people have? so that you are then still incorporating other people's plans in this scheduling time thing. You know, that scheduling means that we have that semblance of routine and we all function better with routine. You only have to think of kids needing routines, you know, puppies, new puppies, hope that nobody's just got a puppy for Christmas, but puppies need routines, you know, we all need routines, we function better on it. We know what to expect. And yes, even those of you that are listening that pretend that you like emergencies and reactive work and, you know, like to be busy and, oh, I like a challenge and stuff, we all still need your routines. So, as part of those routines, maybe set some limits on your email and work-related calls in the after hours and in that time in between. Make a point. Set some boundaries between that work life and that home life. Even if it feels a little bit challenging, set some boundaries. And that will also mean that you learn to say no to some things that are absolutely not a priority so that you get that balance between work and rest. And learning to say no can be difficult for people and I get that and that's because I work with this a lot with people and it doesn't have to be a guard on the state penitentiary as one of my clients once said. You don't have to be harsh and rigid and structured but you can set these boundaries and if you're struggling to say no then really keep it simple. Adding in lots of long excuses and justification really actually just gives the other person an opportunity to come in and um, wheedle their way through the gaps. So if you're unable to say no straight away, then just use the, let me check on that and get back to you. And then you can go and have a look at your priorities, have a look at your schedule, maybe discuss what else is going on. Gives you an opportunity to have a think about it. Do you really want to do this thing? Can you really fit it in? Let me check on that and get back to you. And then you can still go back and say no. But it might be then that you're going back to them with a phone call, a text or an email and it's less difficult for you because you're not doing it face to face. So it's also making it easier whilst you practice saying no. Think about the plans that you make and the preparation that you do. If you are taking time off, put on the autoresponder on your email and on your messages and on your voicemail. If you happen to be diverting your phone to, I don't know, a colleague or um, something like that, then make sure you provide information or a handover to the person or place that you're diverting things to. And if you haven't already allocated time for that kind of handover and planning, then get it in the schedule. (laughs) You know, I'm telling you to schedule and then prioritise what's in your schedule. Um, But you've still time to work that out and get it in there. You know, lead by example. You are a leader. Um, Don't just talk the talk. You need to make sure that you walk that walk. Whether this is for your staff, your managers, your kids, your family... Show them that you do this. People learn from experiences and seeing what others do. So set the example. It's not just one rule for you and another rule for me. You know, if you show 
that you don't know how to switch off, if you show that you're sending emails at ridiculous times of the day or night, if you show that, you know, you've said you're taking time off, but oh, you don't really. If you've said that you're delegating a new whatever person is going to be responsible for that, and then you start tampering and dipping into things, it's not good. It's not good at all. Take the time off, plan, prepare, schedule, hand over, and then have the fun socialise or whatever. Don't be a Scrooge. You know, as a good leader, you need to have good emotional intelligence um, so that you can gauge your own emotional state and that of others. So check in with your stress levels and those feelings of pressure and how you are feeling about the time off, about the holiday. If the stress of the holiday season is making you grumpy, you know, miserable and all by humbug, then take some time out. Take an hour out that I've just talked about. You know, go, you don't have to be in your sauna pretending you're on your holiday, but whatever works. Um, Get yourself a cuppa. Go and grab a sandwich, sometimes five minutes, ten minutes. Take a few deep breaths. Find a way to collect your thoughts. Realise the impact of your grumpiness or whatever's happening, however it's displaying. Try and be aware of how you're behaving and even notice if some of your, you know, employers, colleagues, the people around you are, are grumpy and bar humbug too. And check in with them to make sure that you're supporting them. What's going on? Tell me what this grumpiness is about. I know it's supposed to be all fun and ho, 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 but honestly, it's actually a really difficult time for many people. And this time of year adds to the stress and tension due to the demanding nature of like operations and customer demands. But it's also because of those constraints that I talked about the last episode and now where it's all this, you know, switch off and shut off, um, slap a smile on your face and, you know, let's be all jolly and nice, as the songs say. Be really realistic Understand what you can do. Understand what your team or your uh, workforce can do too. So that you make sure that as you're going into the lead up to Christmas and even that break over the Christmas period that you do give yourself a break too. On all levels, actually. You know? And then don't forget If you're making plans for next year, I will be uh, releasing podcasts through the holidays um, with some shorter tips and things that you can do in that downtime and things that you can think about for next year. But if you're thinking about one of the things, do go check out my event, please. It's going to be fantastic. Um, You're going to get such a lot from it and things that you're going to be able to put in place uh, to help you with your leadership in the way that you want to step up or go forward for your personal and professional development. The link's in the show notes. Do hit subscribe or even share this podcast with somebody that you think will be also, also be able to benefit from it. And between now and then, really do make sure you have a very Merry Christmas and I'll be back in your earbuds with the next episode. Bye for now.